This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to Magpies Unrestricted. I'm your host, Chris Simpson, and joining me as ever is Cara Thistlethwaite. Hi, Cara. Hello. And it's just going to be a bit of a short one today, with Newcastle not playing, of course, during the international break. So we're just going to recap a little bit of the news from the last week, and then have a look forward to Newcastle's game against Tottenham on Easter Sunday. You mean to tell me they've not got a lot of players on international duty? Funnily enough, no. (laughs) Not too many of them being called up these days, and I think... Some of the ones that might have had a chance, for example, Callum Wilson, I think would have had a decent shot at an England place this season, of course, being injured. He's missed out. So the only six Newcastle players have actually gone on international break. Gone on international duty, I should say. Just kicking off with the news. We'll start with just some unfortunate news. Isaac Caden, after his injury against Brighton, uh, he's not going to play a part for the remainder of the season. Um, his His knee injury that he suffered is said to be significant. I mean, that's a blow. He's one of your few players who seem to be showing any form of passion. Yeah, it's it, it, it's another injury blow for Newcastle in their relegation scrap. It's another important player who's going to be missing for the running. Isaac Hayden, he, he's, a, he's a good midfielder. He, he brings a bit of defensive solidity in front of the back four. He certainly brings a lot more work rate than, say, John Joe Shelby, for example. So I, I think he is going to be quite a miss in the centre of the pitch so yeah it's a shame that he's going to miss Newcastle's uh, last nine games I mean at least there's a bit of light at the end of the tunnel with Callum Wilson and uh, ASM being back in training ahead of the Spurs match yeah it certainly seems uh, I mean at this point in time we don't know if either of them will feature against Tottenham but as you said both back in training which is really positive and it seems that Callum Wilson might be back in time especially which would be absolutely massive he's by far Newcastle's biggest goal threat you know 10 goals 5 assists this season and I think what also it sort of sums up how important he is that in Newcastle's last 6 games uh, which of course he's he's missed them all through his hamstring injury the Magpies have literally scored just 3 goals in that time which just really sums up how toothless they are when he doesn't play yeah and potentially Sam Maximan could feature as well which would be awesome he's got two goals and three assists this season which admittedly aren't fantastic numbers but of course he hasn't played as much this season for example as Wilson because uh, Sam Maximan obviously missed a huge chunk of, of the winter suffering from Covid so it'd be nice for you to actually finally play with a full squad but I don't think we're actually going to see that this season I doubt well I suppose next season, if you're relegated, I doubt we're ever going to see this squad again playing um, as the group that they are. And if they stay in the Premier League, I still think there's probably going to be some changes. Probably for, unfortunately, I think for the worst for Newcastle, as you sell but don't buy in equivalent replacements. 
I don't even want to think about them all leaving. I know that it's going to happen, especially if we go down. I don't even really want to think about that today, to be perfectly honest. I'm depressed enough as it is. How? How are you depressed? You've not even played. Yeah, but I'm just a Newcastle fan. It's just my natural state <laughs> of being. Oh, you're just prepared to be depressed every every Saturday, Sunday? I mean, yes, that's kind of part of the deal of being a Newcastle fan. It's it's sort of what you would sign on for. I mean, it is not really. It's, it's not what you sign on for, is it? But <laughs> Well, it is when Mike Ashley's in charge, but... The other bit of news from the last week, which is a bit of a strange one, and it and it's something that has been a bit of a recurring issue actually in recent months, uh, it was the news that Steve Bruce has actually decided to give Newcastle's players six days off from the last nine training days available. Yeah, I was going to ask your thoughts on this one. You can see maybe a positive, however... The massive underlying issue is the fact that your squad doesn't play like a squad. So Newcastle is not a team at this point. You would have thought this would be the perfect opportunity to catch up when you have the majority of your first team still there. On the one hand, there is some logic to it in that Newcastle's players could be fresher uh, as a result of having a bit more time off from training. As we all know, it's been a difficult and tricky season. Of course, there wasn't much of a pre-season due to the pandemic. And they're trying to cram the season, of course, into a slightly smaller time frame as well. And when you compare Newcastle with Tottenham, Tottenham have 13 players on international duty this weekend. So, in theory, it should mean that our players are a lot fresher than Spurs next weekend. That said, it's not the first time this season and certainly in recent months, where Bruce has just been giving them days off seemingly sort of willy-nilly. I thought he was taking the gloves off. I thought the whole point would be, you know, if your team isn't playing, you take responsibility and you drag the whole squad in together and you make Newcastle play together as a team, as a formation, and you go through basic drills. Well, exactly. That's what they need to be doing. And I think that's where it is a mistake. Yes, there will or should be some extra freshness and of course some players will probably need a bit of time off if they are uh, struggling in terms of injuries and things like that they'll need that recovery time but we're in the middle of a relegation dogfight an incredibly difficult one at that mm. one that really Newcastle have been struggling in now for three or four months They need the players need to be on the training pitch they need to be working together and as you say kind of going back to basics a bit in terms of you know getting the drills getting organised because as we've seen in recent weeks Newcastle aren't very organised at the back, for example. They've struggled going forward. Now, again, as we've said, hopefully we'll be welcoming back some of our stronger attacking players. Obviously, Almiron came back against Brighton and potentially Wilson and, and Sam Maximan could be featuring against Tottenham. But if they, even if they're not playing, we need to be working on some attacking drills with, with Joe Winton, with Andy Carroll working with the other attacking players that we've got because they're still going to be important uh, in the remainder of the running. They need to be on the training pitch. They need to be working at it, not sitting at home. Not only that, but I think that at the moment, even let, let's under the proviso that Wilson isn't going to be there, your best chance of goal is set pieces. And to not practice that said set pieces with the likes, as you say, of Andy Carroll and all that just seems bizarre that's a very good point actually because again set pieces 
that's one of those elements of football which is absolutely you, you you get that nailed on on the training ground plain and simple if you don't practice them on the training ground you're only ever going to score for them from them in an actual match if you get pretty lucky and the the opposition make a mistake you need to be doing drills both defending and attacking set pieces as you say that is going to be a big part of of certainly Newcastle's attacking threat next Sunday they need to be working on it constantly in training to try and improve the attacking threat because we all know that Newcastle have very little threat from open play certainly when some of those players are missing they need to be maximising their chances I mean I can see what's going to happen I can see you're going to force Wilson onto the pitch before he's ready and um, he's he's going to get injured even more I mean that's going to be the difficulty with Almiron with Sam Maximan with Callum Wilson obviously we're absolutely desperate to get them back on the pitch because realistically our only chance of survival is to have them for as as much as possible for the remainder of the season on the other hand of course the difficulty is if we rush them back too soon as you've said risking further injury would be absolutely disastrous so it is going to be a tricky one for the physios at Newcastle for the coaching staff for Steve Bruce to balance getting them back in the team getting them back on the pitch but also not putting them at risk of then as you say missing the entire running because that would be that would basically cement it in my opinion uh, Newcastle's relegation in terms of next Sunday of course Newcastle are going to be going into the match with two wins in 20 now we're at that's brilliant it's a brilliant form as for Tottenham's form you can kind of look at it in one of two ways on the one hand they've lost six of their last 11 Premier League games which for a team of Tottenham's ambitions is pretty shocking really I mean here's, here's another thought for you well I suppose well, my thought is would you prefer to be a Tottenham supporter and to have a good team to start really well in the season and then to self-implode at the end again or would you just prefer to be a Newcastle fan Oh God, I wish I was a Tottenham fan. I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong, Tottenham are famous bottlers, so in many ways it probably wouldn't be too dissimilar, but I reckon still for most of the time it would still be more fun. And I mean, let's not forget, uh, Tottenham could still win the League Cup this season, so they could still get a trophy. And Oh, they won't. They won't. They'll crumble right at the end. They'll manage to come fifth, even though you know there was no way they should have. <laughs> well, they're not far off the top four, so that's still a possibility. And the, as I said, they could still win the League Cup. Whether they will do either of them is anyone's guess. And, of course, we'll, we'll touch on their current situation at the moment. What I was going to say was, as you say, on the one hand, they've lost six of their last 11 Premier League games, which is pretty bad. If you look at it in a slightly more short-term point of view, they've actually won four of their last five. So it sort of swings and roundabouts there. But... Of course, this is coming not too long after Spurs' pretty spectacular collapse in the UEFA Europa League. Oh, it's hilarious. Where, of course, they were of course they were two 0 up from their first leg against Dinamo Zagreb, and then have lost three 0 with basically a full strength team out. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. It was a complete and utter collapse. Awful performance, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, as I say, I'm not a I'm not a Spurs supporter. Uh, just for listeners out there, my aunt is a Spurs supporter and it is hilarious whenever they... Well, every time, not whenever. Every time they do this. So I do get a particular form of glee out of it. However, it must be. It must be really, really irritating for anybody who is a neutral or 
has any form of allegiance towards Tottenham. I mean, that after that performance, of course, we've seen some of the fallout from it. Mourinho calling out sort of selfish players in the squad. Spurs captain Hugo Lloris has also been publicly sort of admitting, basically, that there's a lack of togetherness there in Tottenham's squad. Harry Kane called it embarrassing, and he also said that their attitude wasn't right. But they've not even had a massive change in squad. You know, it's not like this is a. Like, oh, it's not. It's not the players. I know it's not the players. And we all know. We all I know, know the factor. It's the, it's the Mourinho factor, isn't it? He, we've seen it time and again in the last five, ten years. Things just turn toxic with Mourinho. At he a just. He point. just reminds me of Mean Girls. You know, he's that one in the middle bit <laughs> that ruins, that ruins everybody. Turns everybody against each other and gets a weird form of power trip over it. And scarily, I don't actually think I'm that far from the mark. Actually, on this one. No, I don't think you are, to be honest. I mean, I know, obviously, at the end of Mauricio Pochettino's reign, obviously we know how their form, well, basically went off a cliff for his sort of final season. But for the vast majority of his time there, he got Spurs really punching above their weight. And he did that in part. Of course, they've got some amazing players like Harry Kane and, and Hyung-Min Son. But he fostered this really sort of cohesive atmosphere at White Hart Lane or the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium as they're now playing in. Yeah, they had the handshakes and everything, didn't they? They were a proper squad, a proper unit. Yeah, they were fun. Mm. They were fun. Mm. You could tell that they all sort of were a proper unit, as you've just said. They really got on together. And of course, then Mourinho goes in and he does what Mourinho does, certainly latter-day Mourinho. And he just seems to basically, as we said, just sort of create just sort of toxicity wherever he goes. Now, admittedly, uh, Tottenham then did respond with a pretty convincing 2-0 win over Aston Villa, and then we've now had the international break. So who who, who really knows what they're going to be like come Sunday? I think for everybody's sake, we hope it is still a Mourinho fest, torpedoed by Mourinho, just purely so we can have a bit of a, uh, a challenge, a bit of a challenge from Newcastle, a bit of a, I suppose, a blip of life on the screen I think that's Newcastle's best chance is basically hoping that Spurs just put in a similar performance to, to the Dinamo Zagreb game and essentially in that they don't turn up because if Tottenham play even at 50 or 60% capacity they probably won't have too many problems beating Newcastle on current form um, now, obviously, as we all know, Mourinho has a, a dreadful record at St James's Park, which is also a bit of encouragement for Newcastle. On the other hand, of course, he did finally win a league match for the first time at St James's Park uh, when Tottenham visited in July last year. So, whether we'll be able to revert back to uh, the sort of strange hoodoo that St James's Park for some reason had over over Mourinho is, is anyone's guess and in terms of just Newcastle's recent record against Tottenham as with most teams these days it doesn't make for great reading for Newcastle now we did draw with them one all in September but overall in the last seven meetings that we've had between Newcastle and Tottenham there has just been the one Magpies win so it's not looking great from that point of view no no it's not so, I mean, I think if it's a one-all draw, I will be surprised. I do feel that Newcastle are going to lose it, potentially another 3-1. It does depend on how 
how affected Tottenham are. And it is going to be, unfortunately for everybody watching, the case of which team is less of a team and which team can actually cling together for just a few minutes of, of magic to score that goal. And at this point, I think Tottenham will be the ones who will manage to hold hands long enough to do that. Whether Newcastle win, lose or or draw on Sunday, I think what we, more than anything else, aside from three points, which would be absolutely amazing, but beyond that, what we need to see more than anything is just some sort of response from that absolute shocker against Brighton, both yeah. from Steve Bruce and from the players. Just eight, well, from from Steve Bruce, just an actual game plan, some sort of urgency, some sort of just just anything really, just any sort of approach that isn't draw, <laughs> that isn't yeah, that isn't. We're just going to sit back and completely try, just let them come on to us for ninety minutes and just just hope because that is. All Newcastle's plan was against Brighton, if you can even call it a plan. Mm. So that's what we want from Steve Bruce. And from the players, yeah, just a bit a bit of urgency, a bit of passion, a bit of work rate and drive, because we haven't seen enough of that in recent weeks. We certainly didn't see it enough against Brighton. And said, so aside from a small handful of players who've been on international duty, the rest of them, well, they should. If nothing else, they should be fresh. They should be flying out of the traps on Sunday and trying to capitalise on, hopefully, a slightly fatigued Tottenham squad. So it'll be interesting to see what what approach Newcastle do take to the game. I mean, I am hoping, obviously, not only that um, Newcastle win, but I also want them to win, not just for your sake. But also because I would love to see another Mourinho meltdown. I mean... It'd be, it'd be phenomenal, wouldn't it? It's so entertaining. It's like um, it's, like, it's like having... I don't know, that extra... That, that acid, that's what it is. It's that after eight minutes, you know, after you've had a lovely meal, you've been out. I'm really hungry, guys, so this is this is what it is. <laughs> so, so, so you've been out for a curry or whatever and you get that mint right at the end or maybe a hot towel... That's what Mourinho's meltdowns are like. A real refreshing piece of realisation that other people are just as messed up as you are. <laughs> it just yeah. makes you feel all right with the world. Mourinho's lost it. We're all good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, personally, I have nothing against Tottenham, but it w- as, as a neutral, it would be absolutely hilarious. <laughs> and as I say, as a Newcastle fan, it would certainly be very well-timed if they happen to have another bit of a meltdown on Sunday but we'll just have to wait and see I don't think there's going to be any cases of Mourinho shoulder barging uh, individual players though so it is a little bit upsetting on that front I'd like to see him shoulder barge Steve Bruce (laughs) I mean could you imagine (laughs) or maybe that will be the thing maybe that will be better maybe maybe that would actually spark a bit of fighting in for once I don't think he's the problem but if there was a fight I can't see Newcastle jumping to Steve Bruce's defence well, we'll see how behind the manager they are next Sunday. I I mean, according to reports, it seems like the players themselves were, were pretty surprised that he wasn't fired after the Brighton... I'm, I'm struggling to even really call it a performance, to be honest. But I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't bode well, does it? Your, your team not even... Well, no, of course not it doesn't. wanting it's, to play for the manager so they keep their job. It's actively terrible, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, I know, no, I know, I know. I'm just... 
don't know, trying to articulate it for the listeners rather than just them being able to feel your pure and utter melancholy through the sound waves. Look, if they're not used to the doom and gloom by now. (laughs) (laughs) Now, honestly, listeners, we do hope that in the coming weeks we will actually be able to report on some positivity. It would be nice if Newcastle could at least win a game. Maybe next week we'll just the end of the season. No, I was going to say next week we'll just talk about Leicester instead, but we're against Man City, so that's probably also going to be depressing. Yeah, it's probably not going to be another fun one next week. But who knows? Who knows? We'll just have to wait and yeah, see. Yeah, natural hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> In the meantime, uh, please give the podcast a like and subscribe. And if you could leave us a positive review, that'd be absolutely fantastic. Until next time, this has been Magpies Unrestricted, and I've been your host, Chris Simpson. Thanks, Cara. No problemo. And genuinely, thank you very much again, listeners. Hopefully it won't all be doom and gloom for the rest of the season. It probably will. will. It will, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks again, guys. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts.